Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Nose on the Wall. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping up top here. Uh, we're continuing to use some of the repeated ad copy as the search for new sponsors continues. Uh, so, again, I appreciate your patience and flexibility as this continues to grow. Today, I talked to a good friend of mine, Carmen. Carmen and I met when we were at the University of Cincinnati together in our graduate program. And uh, we were uh, kindred spirits in the program. We relied on each other a lot to get through the program. And uh, a beautiful friendship uh, grew from, from that time together uh, in grad school. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, and I hope that you enjoy our chat. A quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all things podcast production, from creating, editing, distributing, uh, monetizing your podcast. All of it is easily done from Anchor's comprehensive platform. Um, if you're thinking of creating a podcast, I'd highly recommend it. That's what Notes on the Wall is uh, produced and distributed by. For more information, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Now back to the show. All right, we're going. How are you, lady? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Awesome. And you're still loving Portland? Everything's still going well for you guys out there? We are still here. It's been an interesting start. <laughs> here? That's that's not the most positive yeah, well, description I was hoping for. Well, well, we move out here and like the brochure that, you know, the Pacific Northwest sent us when we were considering the move mm-hmm. had like beautiful weather and hiking trails and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we move out here in July and it's 100 degrees. And then Ooh. it catches on fire. Yeah, that's true. And then we have two weeks of smoke. Ooh. And now it's like winter temperatures. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, what? What temperature is it over there? I know it's a lame question to uh, ask, but what temperature is it? It's kind of it's warm today. It's like fifty-six. Okay, all right, that's tolerable. But yeah, oh, you kind of skipped fall. Completely, completely. Yeah, and that like sucks. we got. I don't know, like three weekends of summer to like go out and explore. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and yeah, now it's it's winter until probably like May, right? Basically, yeah. Great. So now we're we've planned out our ski season. So that's what we're doing to uh keep our hopes up. That's good. That's good. At least you have winter sports that keep you occupied. I don't do anything yeah. in the winter other than replay video games, so <laughs> well, it's better than me. We've tried to get you to ski with us before. I know, and I, I have not done it because I have zero faith in my coordination skills, and I think that is an accurate representation of my coordination. So. That's what everybody says, and then <laughs> you get started, and you realize you have to fall a couple times, and then you just <laughs> figure it out. Fair, fair. I, I have very well mastered the art of um, uh, sledding, so oh, figure, I'm, I'm good at sliding down snowy things on a thing. <laughs> Yeah, you so just do it standing. Just, yeah, I can just do it standing. That, that sounds like an easy happens. transition. <laughs> so I've got a couple questions for you if you're feeling in a particularly reminiscent mood. Sure, why not? <laughs> so the first one. When you were a kid, where'd you get your taste in music? What the Good question. Um I think I would say mostly from my dad. He was very, well, maybe. He was very into like 80s new wave. Um, For example, he loved Depeche Mode. 
um right. which is that like how it's pronounced i think so that's how i've always was, said it. i thought it was depeche mode depeche mode <laughs> i think it's depeche mode but just and my mom would always make fun of it by calling it depressed mode because all of their songs were kind of downers um and as an adult i really can't listen to depeche mode anymore like their music is fine it's just like not what i like as a human being anymore but right. um yeah, I think that's that's where I got most of my musical taste. And he was into like Phantom of the Opera was his favorite musical. And right mm. behind that, he really liked the musical Cats. And so that tells you a lot about his musical preferences. If you know anything about musical theater, those are kind of garbage musicals. Cats um, sucks. And yeah, Cats is <laughs> the worst it. musical I've ever heard of. To be fair, I didn't actually see the movie, but I think I'm still fair in passing judgment and saying it was crap just by seeing the trailer. <laughs> You know, a weird James Corden and Taylor Swift as creepy cat people. Yeah, that didn't that didn't do it for me. I was really just wasn't Ian McKellen in it? Like wasn't like a really big name like that in that? It was completely star studded. I think like Jennifer Hudson was in it too <laughs> and like a whole like A list suite of people. I don't get that. I don't get it. But yeah, I think that's I mean most of my musical taste as a kid probably came from my parents. And then I got to college and realized that my musical taste was kind of dated and crap. So I had to bring it up a little bit. <laughs> so with your dad liking musicals, is that what kind of got you on the theater track? Um, possibly. Um, I, I mean, he would, he, both my parents would take me to musical theater like a lot when I was a kid. There was, I grew up um, around that age. I was in Richmond, Virginia, and there was a, one of those like traveling Broadway big playhouses there. Right. So you would see like things like uh, Beauty and the Beast and Ragtime and stuff like that as they pass through town. So I was always aware of musical theater. I didn't really want to try acting until I saw a particular TV show that I just really fell in love with. And I was like, it would be so cool if I could be a part of creating a TV show um, that makes people like me feel this way about like the show. Because I was just really what into was the it. show? <laughs> Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was so into it. <laughs> You're one of those people? I am definitely one of those people. I rewatch Lost every year as a matter of principle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You stick to your convictions, huh? I do. I do. I don't have many convictions, but the ones that I have, I stick to. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, the reason I asked the musical taste question is because mine's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, well, so as you know, half my family's Cuban, half is mm-hmm. very white. And so I had competing forces of musical influence, right? On my sure. dad's side, whenever we would visit my family on that on, on his side, uh, it would be Latin party music, like Elvis Crespo, you know, mm. Suavemente, and like high mm-hmm. upbeat, stuff like that. And um, whenever I would like be driving in the car with my mom, it was like Rascal Flats and <laughs> like Lone Star. I like those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I would drive with my dad, we would be blasting Linkin Park. <laughs> right, so yes, I'm all about like that. <laughs> all over the place. Actually, I, just got, I think yesterday um, I got a notification from Spotify for Hybrid Theory's 20th uh, anniversary. Oof. Oh, don't say that. That makes me feel so old. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> So I have to I have to sit back and and get reminiscent with uh with some. I was gonna say enjoy that masterpiece again. I do. I to this day I still like every song on that album. So 
whenever <laughs> like in the end comes up on the radio which is now like old time radio but... oh gosh don't say that but yeah <laughs> i'm like okay i'm gonna rap it here we go <laughs> you know all the words to the rap that's so oh, yeah. great <laughs> of course i do of course i do that's so great no it, was... it brings me back to my days of childhood of like playing a final fantasy game and uh-huh. like losing a battle when you hadn't been at a save sphere recently because those <laughs> lyrics of i tried so hard and i got I so far but, but it didn't matter, matter. <laughs> <laughs> they hit they cut so deep <laughs> you were a gamer like always right growing up um as long as i could be my parents were like those parents that thought video games in the house were a really bad influence when i was a kid um so i would go next door to my neighbor's house and watch him play video games um and it wasn't until my brother was of an age where he could play video games um, where they were like, we don't care anymore. And they, they let us get our own console. But that wasn't until like sixth grade for me. So you were like into OG Twitch, just watching your friends play games. Basically, yeah. <laughs> watching a lot of PS1, like Grand Theft Auto on PlayStation 1, which mm-hmm. is not fun to watch. It's like one little dot of a guy running around in the city. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> I remember, God, I had a, for my eighth birthday, I got a PS2. Oh, lucky. It, oh, <laughs> it was awesome. Now, let me be clear. It was a present for me, but it was really for my dad. So <laughs> when we went to bed. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I, good for your dad, actually, like, leaning into it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he and my mom would play uh, a game called Champions of Norath on ps2 and it was like like um like a skyrimy you know fantasy kind of world Mm -hmm. and they have to pick their class type and go adventure and um go kill stuff and bad guys that's so cute it would be like (laughs) your parents are such nerds oh they were such nerds (laughs) really well really what it was was my dad was a nerd and then my mom wanted to also play fair You know, I, I, her enthusiasm, I'm sure, is much appreciated, but she was never good at those games. <laughs> like, I would watch them in their boss battles, and she'd just be like, oh, I'm dead. And my dad had to, like, <laughs> I tried. carry the entire fight when the difficulty <laughs> was set for multiplayer, and he's right. just, like, running around like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just um, out-sprint the boss, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. And, um, anyway, so I... I had this game. It was uh, Harry Potter Quidditch <gasps> Cup. Cur- yes, I had that like game. That. Yes. Yeah. And that was such I a good remember, game. I remember I thought like when like Goblet of Fire was coming out, um, mm-hmm. like Victor Crumb was <gasps> my dude. Right? <laughs> so yeah. I'm playing as Bulgaria. I'm <laughs> setting the settings are uneasy because I'm eight. So I'm getting like, I'm just <laughs> You're honest about your points. abilities. That's great. I'm racking up points <laughs> on Ireland. I'm racking up points on the UK. My Quidditch games are ending like 300 to 10. And uh, yeah, I, was, I was Quidditch World Champion every year. Hair toss, hair flip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what other games did you uh, live by? Oh gosh. I mean, that was a good one. I remember that game. I was not good at it, but I really enjoyed that game. Um, there was also, <laughs> okay, well, the game I played most in my my childhood, which I am 
a little embarrassed to admit, but I would still play it if I had it on a console today is The Sims. I spent an ungodly amount of time playing Sims and pretending I had a life <laughs> when I could have just been having a life. I was too busy yep. simulating one. I never got into The Sims. That was the one <sighs> that everyone mm-hmm. else did and that I just didn't. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because like it, it seriously was just, oh, I have this Sim family that I have to take care of. And oh no, the children are starving. I have to feed them. Like I was eight. I did not need to impose these obligations on myself, but I did for the sake of the game. You're prepping um, for motherhood way too I early. I was, exactly. And like at one point they even added in The Sims, your Sim could get on a computer and play The Sims. And it just became too many layers of um, displacing yourself from reality. <laughs> right. So I have vowed I am not allowed to get it again. I have had family members offer to buy it for me as like a, oh no, like escape from work. You really love this game. I'm like, please don't. I, it's not a good idea. Right. And that was me with like World of Warcraft. I was Ooh, mm-hmm. deep in that hole. Um, but were you Which ever you a WoW still WoW, don't you? Ah, uh, <laughs> very, very occasionally. Fair, um, yeah. We'll get into it for like a week hard, and then mm-hmm. we go. We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and you ease off it again. That's fair. Yeah, we, we just gotta, we gotta lighten on the lighten on the gas, and um, mm-hmm. remember that we have a life to live and like bills <laughs> to pay and you know a day job to do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to had to let that one go. Um, no, good for we, you. That's that's your sins. <laughs> but then we had then we picked up Diablo and kind of got into the same situation. Ooh, yeah, that's what Eric did always play as a child, and he always revisits it now as an adult. Like he just earlier today was like, "Man, I want to buy Diablo again," and I was like, "Okay, but if you do, it's you're gonna get trapped in it for a while." <laughs> do it. We have it. <laughs> I kind of want him to because I'm trying to replay all of my favorite video games. And so right. if, if he's stuck on Diablo on the PC, that means I can hog the PlayStation and the TV. Uh, so it works. <laughs> see, we're, we're rocking the uh, the Switch life right now. Ooh, which I'm afraid to get one. I'm afraid I would play it too much. <laughs> I really like it. I really yeah. like it. Well, I like that you can take it. And you can drink your first sip of coffee, and then you go, uh-oh, coffee's working. And then you can continue to play Diablo through the day, regardless of what's thrown at you. <laughs> I'm just imagining you at your, your work desk, just with the switch in hand, doing your thing. Yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> no, they, um, one of the, I say one of the guys, there was uh, three three girls and one guy through my bachelorette party, and he brought his Switch, and we played so much um, Mario Party, and oh, we turned it yeah. into a drinking game. It was wonderfully d- dangerous and super fun. I've had some pretty horrible things said to me during Mario Party, <laughs> mostly by my wife. Such as, I would love if you had oh. some examples on hand. <laughs> I mean, you you get that star, and you you pull oh, ahead, yeah. and you're just berated with fuck yous. <laughs> um, like you knew I was close, you never let me win, and I'm like you won the last round. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and oh yeah, no, it's just middle fingers and like you son of a bitch and all, <laughs> just all of it. And and some things I'm not so comfortable saying, 
uh, since it's being recorded. Um, just horrible, horrible things. <laughs> I was going to say, she's not going to... She's not going to get mad at you for, for uh, selling her out here, is she? She's not going to listen to this. Come on. <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> She's got better things to do with her life than listen to me talk more. <laughs> no, that's good. But, uh, is she? I know she was going to start school. Is she in school now? Uh, so, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that um... sigh was so belabored. <laughs> well, what, what happened was... Um, so she was going to go into the master's in education. Right? Yeah, yeah. And to do that, her resume looked good. Her test score, all everything was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that was missing was classroom experience. Mm-hmm. And so she reached out to all of the like the volunteer coordinators in the mm-hmm. different school districts around here. Mm-hmm. Um, to say, hey, I need to help you so I can get letters of rec from you guys so I can do this master's program. Because uh, the program is a summer start right so she's gonna do this since we uh you know once we got here Mm -hmm. and then get the experience apply in like december i think it was got it okay for the may start um but because of covid they Mm -hmm. laid off like half of their administrative Mm -hmm. staff yeah and everyone's like virtual and Mm -hmm. the the environment isn't quite um accommodating (laughs) to her time right no so Short answer okay. is no. Um, we're just kind of biding our time and then, you know, just seeing what comes. Yeah, um, yeah. That's so a bummer, but I'm glad you guys have yeah. a good attitude about it. Yeah, so now she's looking to be a ski instructor up at uh, Mount Hood, which is Ooh, nearest, fun. Uh, because it's not classroom experience, but it is teaching experience. Technically. Yes, that's um, something, yeah. Which does count. So yeah. You know, we'll Yay. see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, no short answer. Not not right now. Right. Well, darn it. But also, yeah, it sounds like you guys have a good attitude about it. And yeah, if she could teach skiing, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, there's only so much you can do about it. Exactly. So just yeah. complaining doesn't doesn't get you anywhere. Right. So <laughs> we're just redirecting. You know, we've got. Uh, I'm doing this podcast, and then. We are doing a joint one with uh, with our buddy Gabe. Did you met? Oh Gabe, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so we're doing a uh, one, just the three of us, uh, called the Grown Up Slumber Party. Grown so Up Slumber Party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, which you can find at the Grown Up Slumber Party on Instagram. Um, on Instagram, I didn't know yeah. that was the place where podcasts are being advertised i'm i'm so out of the podcast world <laughs> I'm uh, you know, right sarah now. sarah's rocking the uh the social presence uh Heck stuff yeah. right i found it i just clicked it oh, did, are you our follower now <laughs> i am now Look at oh that. yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so we're finding projects to you know fill our time and, and fortunately uh with my day job uh and just so you know i can't say where it is uh, just because of like disclosure okay. policies, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can. Our bills are being paid. We're very fortunate, given you know the environment with, that COVID's created. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're doing okay. So this gives her the flexibility to, you know, try new projects. Yeah, um, that's so, awesome. And because her background wasn't edu- excuse me, 
in education. It was mm-hmm. in, you know, the design and photography and, and that whole world. Mm-hmm. And she's used this time to uh, focus her efforts in that in that space in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So she's done some work for uh, a couple of Twitch streamers and redesigned their, their assets and their oh, banners nice. and everything and did some animation work for them. Yeah, um, that's great. So, yeah, I mean, she's she's doing fine, all things considered. Just plan A was uh, postponed right. a little bit. So, I mean, you know, we're doing all right. Right. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. So, uh, but an- another question for you here. Sure. And this one uh, I find really brings back all all the memories of, of childhood. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? is the first smell that comes to mind when you think of your childhood? The first smell that comes to mind? Um, books, I think. If books have a smell, it's books. <laughs> it's like, um, is it new book or? No, like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's something about, um, maybe it's like the distinct smell of an old book. Um, just because, uh, when I was little, like as soon as I had moved above like Junie B. Jones chapter books, um, I just grabbed books off of my parents' shelves and was like, I'm going to read this now. Um, and, or like my dad reading me books and just like, I don't know, the smell that, that accompanies like the pages being flipped and like hands getting like their oils and dirt on pages. I don't know. It smells like a really gross smell when I'm describing it, but <laughs> it's like this very endearing, like it's the same reason I think I really like to go to used bookstores because I just mm-hmm. really love that smell of like handled books. It smells so gross when I'm describing it this way. Oh, you're fine. Our, the last episode I recorded was with uh, Matt, who you met at Friendsgiving yeah. back then. Um, and his answer was a hockey locker room. So you're fine. Oh, God. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with used books then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what were your go-to... Um, like what were the, the rock star books that you read growing up? Oh, good question. I mean, my dad read us the Harry Potter books, um, up until like the fourth book. And that's when like the movies were coming out. Um, so I have very fond memories of those books, uh, because he would try to do different voices for all the different characters and he, oh my God, it was great. And, and he pronounced Hermione's name as Hermione. That was exactly what I was about to ask you. (laughs) That was going (laughs) to Ours was Hermie One. Hermie One, <laughs> as opposed to Hermie Two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he totally pronounced it wrong, and I think that's why we also stopped reading them once the movies came out because he realized he was saying it wrong, and he was like, "Well, fuck this, or screw this. I don't know if I can't say the f word on here." I did earlier. You're fine. Okay, good. This explicit. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think once the movies came out, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not good with all of these fantasy names. I'm done." But uh, so Harry Potter, The Hobbit was the first, like, I thought of it as a big kid book that I read in like third grade. Um, So I have a very fond memory of that book. Um, And then like any John Irving books, like there was just, my dad loved John Irving books. And as an adult, I don't really appreciate them that much, but uh, I just associated them when I was a kid with like, these are grown up books. What were some of those like, um, his mainstream Oh God! What's, the, the name doesn't ring a bell to me. Oh gosh, there was one I can remember, like the bindings and the uh, the like 
covers so much better. I think GARP, um, uh, uh, the world, uh, the, yeah, the world according to GARP. I think that was one of his. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Um, Cider House Rules, I think, mm. is one of his. That was then made into a movie. Um, there was one with an elephant on the cover, and I'm trying to think. It was something about a circus. I don't know. <laughs> it's really just the pictures I remember. I couldn't remember any of the content if you had put a gun to my head, but um, they just were things I associated with grown-ups. Right. Were you ever a um, like a Lemony Snicket kid? Oh my gosh, I read all of those books. I like. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with those books. Um, I did not like the ending though, as a kid. I'll tell you that. You know, I don't remember what the ending was. It's been a long time. Really? Have, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me remember. Granted, I can't remember most things as we get older. <laughs> uh, but you know, on our bookshelf in our living room, we have the full the full series. Yeah. Um, Yay! Yeah. And then we've got, of course, our, our full Harry Potter collection, mm-hmm. along with um, like the Cursed Child, and oh, um, yeah. I have, I have these. Um, it's like a little bonus pack of books that was. Um, oh, like Fantastic like, Beasts and the Fantastic exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have this one. I don't think it's official, like Harry Potter affiliated thing, but it was like the sorcerer's almanac or something like that um, that kind of like dives into like spell technique and all that, <laughs> all that stuff and i was into it like 13 14 year old justin i was gonna uh, say that was your nerd thing that was harry potter it sounds like uh that one of them yeah i mean <laughs> i was also really into uh the aragon series the, oh yeah the um, yeah, haven't finished it because the last couple of books came out when I was in school and just kind of you know life takes over. Oh yeah, um, totally. But wait, do you mean like as in like college school or or like high school school? Uh, I don't remember when those books came out. Those I remember the uh, first one coming out and being popular when I was in like sixth grade. But that's all I remember. <laughs> but be because. You know, I started, I did that early admissions program down That's at right. Florida mm-hmm. Gulf Coast. So I was in college at 16. Um, so that just kind of took over everything. Um, right. That's when I was trying to prove to the world that I was, no, I'm an adult. I You're a grown up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was doing that. And then I was working at uh, AMC Theater. That was my, oh, first, nice. my first job. And then also... Uh, because I was still tied to the high school still, I was mm-hmm. in marching band too. So, Aww. like, I was getting home at 11 and then waking Ooh. up at, like, 4 and Eek, I was no. off to college. Right. <laughs> it's horrible. I, that first semester was brutal. And I had uh, not a breakdown, but <sighs> I didn't – I wasn't doing well. Right. Yeah, you um, had no time to just, like, be – a human let alone like a teenager yeah yeah i remember there was one morning it was like late november it was like right before finals time Mm -hmm. and i was just flustered and and you know aggravated at just the world because i was 16 and um i was running down the stairs to leave and i had socks on and i slipped on one step I just oh. kind of went like down oh, the whole stairwell, and then I 
on the little like platform where the stair turns, mm-hmm. I like kicked through the wall. Like that's where I landed, oh. and then I just started bawling. Oh, <laughs> and I was just like, I can't the, do it anymore. Exactly. It's just it all built up to that moment, oh. and I was just like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me! I can't do this anymore." and then i'm just like broken driving to my like i don't even know like language class that i didn't care (laughs) about i was already over it over life and i'm like i'm 16 i gotta change my perspective a little bit right (laughs) but i'm seeing that this is where this that work ethic in college came through too uh when we like we're interacting in grad school at least because you would be like working your full-time job at I won't say where and like still getting through classes and I was like how are you doing it and you're like I'm not like I'm stopping at Taco Bell and like getting dinner there every day this week um yeah that's you've always been good like that but that work ethic it's exhausting good is not the word I would use to describe it Uh, the word (laughs) I would use to describe it was poor and I needed to pay my bills Um, so i just i just didn't have the opportunity to not be that way right um right Right. because we were financially independent you know when we moved up to uh cincinnati for grad school Mm -hmm. uh, i was freshly 21 Mm -hmm. uh, sarah was 20 and we're, we're like all right time to figure out finances and yeah doing this whole thing and you know sarah was working full-time but not making much and i was in school and then working two part-time gigs and had the assistantship at university mm-hmm. and i mean that's just it was just necessary to get by yeah yeah you did it well we, though <laughs> i'm glad it's done i'm, glad I'm it's sure done. yeah <laughs> on to the um, next yeah yeah um, what was your like transition into college and adult life like mm. what um, yeah what was that experience um good question I feel like um undergrad was as it is for a lot of people undergrad for me was very much just like a continuation of um teenage years in a way of like still mom and dad were helping me with things and I was not on my own at all um still managed to do things like I was very went to like a very frugal college because I wanted to be conscientious of like how much I was costing my parents and stuff like that. But um, I was still on the bankroll then. I got off the bankroll when I went to Chicago and that's when I was, I went up there cause I was like, I'm going to pursue acting. I'm going to be an actor and this is how it's going to happen. I'm going to do it in Chicago. And um, got a one, ap- or a one bedroom apartment, like right by, um, the the lake and everything right by Wrigley Field so this was like a nice place uh that I was paying for by myself (laughs) and um I was like my first time kind of on my own and so it was a little jarring in the beginning I if you count like my acting jobs plus um all of the jobs I was doing on the side there was a time where I was working nine jobs at the same time and it was very much what you described of just like uh, I didn't felt like I didn't feel like I had an option. I was just, this is how I'm paying my bills. And, you know, I didn't like the jobs, but, you know, there were some that I liked more than others. So I just, you know, 
banked on, I don't have to do this today, but I get to nanny these kids today. So it's super fine. Um, right. Yeah. Just kind of like made it work. There was a time where I would go to Subway when I was going to my nanny job and I would ask for like day old bread and they'd give it to me super cheap. And then as right. I was feeding the baby that I was nannying, I would dip my bread in its like baby food. And like, that oh would be God. my lunch was just old bread dipped in baby food. <laughs> um, so like kind oh of a pitiful God. time. Yeah. Kind of a pitiful time. Um, but that's what kind of triggered me to be like, you know, this is, that's what actors do. Um, you know, so few of them actually make it. And a lot of them are just always trying to make ends meet. And I was like, yeah, this isn't working for me. I, I need to make right. sure my ends are always meeting. So um, that was kind of my trigger to be like, I'm good at arts administration. I'm good at managing nonprofits. I'm just going to do that. And um, that was at least like a good part of my trigger to be like, all right, time for grad school, time to get serious and, and make that happen. I love our program that we went to at, can I say the university that we did yeah, grad school at? Okay. Um, I love the program that we went to at CCM at uh, University of Cincinnati because for our program, most, I feel like most people, um, at least most people in my cohort got full ride scholarships um, if they were able to do their graduate assistantship. And so like that, that paid my way through grad school. And, um, you know, I just was really firm on, I'm not going to take an internship unless it's also giving me a like healthy salary or stipend. And so, you know, once I got my crap together in Chicago and decided that I needed to get my life on track, it was easy to get my life on track. Um, I think it was just hard making that initial choice of, do I give up that like long, the, you know, probably not going to happen dream or do I like actually make a future that I want to have for myself? Um, and I'm really happy that I, I went the route I went because uh, I'm yeah, very happy. Yeah. I'm very happy with the salary I'm making. I'm very happy with the life I have. And honestly, the idea of staying out late and acting and having like late night rehearsals and having shows, which were such an emotional toll for me, it was fun to do, but it was so emotionally taxing. Um, that idea now sounds horrible. I don't want to do it again in my life. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. It was a weird transition, but I'm glad I am where I am. Yeah. It, it's like you go through all that craziness mm -hmm. searching for stability. Mm -hmm. And part of me wonders if I would, one, have been able to get to this point and to appreciate the mm -hmm. you know, position that I'm in had I not gone through that. Mm -hmm. But it sucked. And right. I know, well, so many people don't get out of that position or it takes mm -hmm. so long mm -hmm. to crawl your way out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially in the job that I'm in now where, you know, for those listening, I work in investments and finance as my day job. Um, you see the direct impact of low earnings and debt and how mm -hmm. that impacts the long term. So, yeah, it builds character, I suppose, but also <laughs> just the the reality is it puts people so far back. So far back. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I didn't dig myself into a hole, but I do have friends that are still doing that and yeah, like I worry about their finances a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, we dug ourselves into a huge hole. I mean, we're right now six digits in debt. 
um, mm-hmm. and we're working through it. Um, and you know, I'm grateful because we have the means to get out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, probably in the next mm, five years we'll be done finally. That's great. Um, but imagine where we would be had that not existed. Yep. Yeah. And it really, you know, shows when, like, the whole idea that someone can have an internship that doesn't pay is is just horseshit to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our program, our program had, uh, you know, criticized me quite a bit for only considering internships and opportunities Mm -hmm. that would pay well and by pay well i mean like minimum wage even yeah yeah i think i was in my cohort the highest paid over like our summer internships in between the two years Mm -hmm. by a lot and i made i think it was 11 bucks an hour right (laughs) that was like leaps and bounds above the next and that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's garbage. It's it's crazy. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't you can't do anything with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that that was always something that I I mean a lot of the people that were in that program were younger than us, and not only like age wise younger than us, but I feel like were um, I don't know just like in a different. They were still in the young adult part of their lives. And I feel like you and I were both when we were in the program already, like we had moved into the adult part of our lives. Um, and it, it made me, right. Like, I'm still trying, but, um, but yeah, it made me stressed to be like, I know you feel like you can do all of this and just eat ramen and, you know, have one meal a day and drink a bottle of wine in the evening. And that's your dinner. Like, I know you think that that's fine, but I just like, this isn't always going to be fine. I want you to like have a higher standard now. Um, but yeah. You know, that's a uh, malnourished alcohol. Like, <laughs> I think work. it works for you, I guess, when you're in college, like young adult thing, but I don't count grad school as college. I'm like, that's, that's when you need to be having your shit together while you're in school. Yeah. yeah it's in my professional opinion. training. Is what yes. <laughs> At least for the track we were going, you know, the MBA route and mm-hmm. that in law and medicine, like you are preparing to be a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. That was fun times. I am glad that I feel very lucky that I was one of the people that never had to take an un- unpaid internship in that experience. And so sure. I see it as very fondly, but I'm sure other people see it far less fondly if they were doing all of the work, the, the amount of work I was doing for free, that would right. make me very unhappy. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. And yeah. And the idea, I see jobs posted on like LinkedIn now mm-hmm. that is like um, compensation will be in life skills. I'm like, I didn't know what that. What the hell skill is that? <laughs> fucking morons are you serious i can't what the hell is that? It, it's it's taking advantage of people that That's don't garbage. have a say in the matter yeah which is sad um especially when like so many people just because of their you know financial position growing up just can't afford that opportunity yeah. if that opportunity is the gatekeeping between mm-hmm. where they are now and a career that they want, like, what the hell are they supposed to do? 
Exactly. Yeah, it is very much a privileged privileged position to be in to take an unpaid internship. And the more people that take them, the more it perpetuates having unpaid internships. Right. So it's just making the problem worse. Right. <sighs> so <laughs> it's like not to go off no. on a tangent, but I could. Yeah, no. Oh, sure. I could do. Yeah. Um, but kind of through this, you know, perspective being on the other side of schooling and, you know, getting your credentials. And now that you're a couple years into a very very promising career um if you had to go back and tell you know either 18 year old carmen who is just graduating or like 13 year old carmen who is now thinking of what can i do with myself what would what would the advice be oh that's those are two very different questions um why i asked i think um i think if i if it were my 18 year old self i would definitely just give the advice of you are going to make mistakes, lean into them. Um, because I think I spent so many, so much time trying to tell myself that what I was doing was the right path and that I was making final decisions about my life when I was 18 or 19. And it's like, no, 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 like nothing is literally ever final. I, you know, everything is impermanent, impermanent. Um, so I think I would tell myself that if I were 13 though, um, Oh man, that's a bigger question. Did you ever see uh, the movie Book Smart? It's on Hulu. Book Smart is that the one with the two girls that are like valedictorians? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that I would a give my pretty, pretty good movie. I think I saw it on like an airplane. I don't know. I loved that movie. <laughs> it's so good, um, but it hit hard because it definitely. I was that person in high school that. I didn't fit in well anyways, but I definitely use my excuse as being like, well, none of them care about their futures. They're going to parties and they're having social lives and all of that. And, you know, I'm really focused on college and I'm just going to get into school. And, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, to listeners, um, in the beginning of Booksmart, these valedictorians realize that all of these other students that have been partying away their high school years and, you know, doing things that dumb high schoolers do, they're also going to Ivy League schools. And, um, so I think I would tell my 13-year-old self, like, hey, <laughs> um, your future is fine, but maybe it would be interesting to try to have a social life as well. Um, because I really, my social life just consisted of me doing theater after school and trying to make a softball team work, even though literally only nine people were interested in being in it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I would tell myself to like take a chill pill and go to some parties and be social and just like actually live. Yeah. Like actually have a teenage existence. I talk with friends all the time about how, like I never snuck out of the house. I drank with like when my parents would give it to me, be like, Oh, it's, you know, have some wine with dinner. Ooh, special. Um, but like, I never did any drugs or like drank with friends. Like I never did any of that as a teen we would seriously just like drive in my Jeep and go buy balloons at Harris Teeter, which is the grocery store in the South. And we would just like suck the helium out of them and talk in silly voices, which I guess you could say is a drug, but we really just did it for the silly voices with one balloon and we were done. (laughs) So I just wanted to be clear here. Your advice to your younger self Mm -hmm. is do drugs and sneak (laughs) out of the house. Am I understanding that right? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. 
not the do drugs part, but like do something interesting, like stop playing the Sims um, and like stop rewatching the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Like those DVDs will get be there when you get home go do something fun. Like I was invited to prom and I said no, because I was like, eh, I don't know if people will be there. Like, why didn't I go to prom? <laughs> I, I should have done these things. Prom? I did not go to my prom. I didn't go my junior or senior year. And I was asked both times. I didn't go. <laughs> What'd you do instead? Just sit home? I seriously just sat at home and watched TBS with my parents. Oh my God. I'm super late. <laughs> No, mom, I don't want to go to prom. I want to watch <laughs> The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's I've not seen far it off. before. <laughs> I know. It's a good episode. Uh, it, but it wasn't, though. Like, no episodes of The Big Bang Theory were ever that good. <laughs> Whoa. They were, not miss- they were not worth missing prom. They should have prommed. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I had to yeah. go to prom. You to had prom. to? Forced? I had to. Yeah, by Sarah. No. <laughs> That is fair. You had you had someone though. At least like That's you had true. a relationship. It wasn't just like your awkward first date was gonna be at prom. Oh, that's true. You know, it's a lot of people are like, "Wow, you're still with your high school sweetheart," and I'm so grateful that I am because Aww. I one, I mean, she's pretty okay. I, I, <laughs> I dig her, but two, she's pretty okay. <laughs> but i could not imagine dating oh my god i say that all the time (laughs) i couldn't do it like i see these folks especially in covid oh fuck that would be Mm -hmm. awful Mm -hmm. um i couldn't i couldn't do it i i found what i needed at 16 and i was like i'm done (laughs) i'm done Uh, not doing this anymore and I mean, yeah. you know, I would watch college roommates go through the motions and struggle <laughs> and be Hopefully sad not literally watching them go through the motions, but... No. no okay. No. I heard them going through the <laughs> motions. Oh, great. Um, yeah, because I was also long distance, so I just got to sit in the living room and mm. hear motion being gone through. And I <laughs> um, was horrible. But... <laughs> I mean, all good people, but just a horrible situation. But you never want to um, hear anyone going through the motions. No, so. no. <laughs> um, and it was always Sunday morning, and I'm like, I good have for them. Do. Good for them. I mean, pen it in your <laughs> calendar when you're 19. And you're already at that point in your relationship. Um, but in any case, uh, <laughs> what the hell was I saying? <laughs> now um, dating, like dating apps. I'm guessing you're getting oh on the track of yeah, 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 like. Just that dance seems so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And Sarah and I were just had this conversation recently. Uh, like if our life was exactly the same, but individually, like if the other just kind of poofed away. Oh, yeah. You know, what would our type be? And both of us were like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't like most most folks out right. there. Um, it just sounds so tiring, and I just mm-hmm. want to sit down and I want to watch my shows, and I want to mm-hmm. go to bed. Like that's yeah. it. I have a simple existence. Yeah, and I think that's like awesome. I, um, yeah, I was just talking. My brother um, has basically been in relationships his entire adult life, 
he's like 22 at this point. Um, and he has found himself recently single. And we were talking last weekend and he was just like, I just hate being single. I hate coming home and not having anyone to ask me how my day is and not having anyone to just like listen to or like watch the same John Mulaney stand up with and be like, Hey, isn't that funny? Like, I think that's funny. Don't you find that funny? Um, he's like, I just hate having no one there to do nothing with. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I love about (laughs) my relationship with Eric is just, we can just be sitting in the same room, not interacting at all and doing different things. But if he weren't there, it would be totally different. And it's so nice to have that. (laughs) Right. Also, I can't believe we're 50 minutes into this and I haven't said it. Congrats on your wedding. <laughs> thank oh <my> you. God. <laughs> no. Awesome. no, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, today is our one week anniversary. And I told oh him that gosh, this morning so and he's cute. like, he's like, are you going to do this every week? I'm like, yeah, probably for a while. Um, so, <laughs> I yeah, feel like your, your husband is a 65 <laughs> year old man trapped in a 30 year old man's body. Absolutely. Maybe like a 75 year old man trapped in a 30 year old's body. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely him. He is as old as I can be in my habits. He is definitely even older. (laughs) Uh, No, but I'm very happy for you too. Thank you. Wishing you the best. Thank you. Yeah, you guys just modeled married life so well for us. We we gotta, we gotta do more stuff that you guys did. (laughs) <laughs> we're your we're your uh, example. Oh, that's, that's a lot of pressure. We don't have a many. Not of many of our friends are married, so you know we're we are holding you up as a shining example. We have to host oh, friendsgiving boy. and and play Tetris in a moving truck with our friends present because these are the things that you guys have modeled for us to do. Uh, well, if that's the case, then that means you also have to come out to the West Coast. I would love to do that. <laughs> Maybe Good. not now because you just said that Portland is very cold and I don't like cold, but I mean, when it's warm, I would love to. <laughs> it's cold compared to the hundred degrees it was when Fair. it shouldn't have been a hundred <laughs> degrees. Fair. So, um, no, but you got, we got to get you guys out here. Yes, and, I would uh, love that. Go on the river and use mics <sighs> or whatever. I would love that. We, um, there's a, on the coast, there's a little town called Cannon Beach, and Ooh. it is a dog-friendly, uh, like off-leash beach. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So I'll we, bring my we drive out there. Yeah, yeah. we drive <laughs> out there, and then we just go. Here you go. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean these dogs love it. They oh. love it. Have awesome. they ever been at the beach before this, or is this their first kind of beach experience? Cora. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners, we I have two dogs, both black labs. One is five, one is two. And Cora, our older one, she had been to the beach um, because we got her down in Florida when okay. I was at Florida State, mm-hmm. uh, and she hates it. Uh, <laughs> but she likes she likes the sand, but she wants nothing to do with the water. Okay, yeah, that's how my dog um, is too. Yeah. And I remember we got her. We took her to the beach. Oh goodness. She must have been like six months old or so at this Aww, time. Oh, yeah. And, um, we got her this little like clownfish life vest with like, a little candle <laughs> so I could walk out in the water with her and like, you know, keep her. Um, Do support. a little dog paddle thing. Yeah. 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 And she sliced me open. Oh, no. Yeah. Cause she like. Just panicking. Panic strickenly doggy paddle just into my chest and just, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
slice me open. But it was oh, okay no. because the salt water immediately <laughs> made it, it burn. Oh, oh that's God. great. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, we brought her out of the water. And then she, in spite and anger, like started kicking sand. She would dig and just <gasps> launch all the sand all over me. Yeah, she was not happy just with it. to piss you off. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and we tried a few <laughs> years later in a pool, like our yeah. first apartment complex in Cincinnati. Uh, they had like a before they drained the pool, they had like mm. a dog day type of thing. Oh, that's cute. So we uh, we tried again, and that time she sliced Sarah open. So Ooh. We're, like, we're like, all right, this isn't this. We're isn't done. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Oh, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> But but I'm guessing oh gosh your derpy what your derpy one Finley. uh Finley I was like what's oh. his name I bet he loves it he's so derpy mm-hmm. and happy oh yeah uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny they had so there was the the Pacific Ocean of course and there was this like long stretch of sand and then there was like this reverse sandbar type of situation where there's this like little like ocean pool like halfway to up the coast um interesting or up up the beach i should say um and that we never actually made it into the pacific because they were just splashing around this like oh yeah uh spot and both dogs they're running around and then finley parks it in the pool and takes the biggest (laughs) shit i have ever seen in my life and, oh no! And there's nothing I could do about. It. I don't have bags. Oh no! And this it's like this just is has, what it is. It is what it is. And this little <laughs> pool has a current, so I don't know where it is. <laughs> and then Cora was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." And she went and and also shit in the water. Great. And I'm there just like head in my hand like oh my god <laughs> can't be doing that come on and, oh um, no can't take them anywhere <laughs> no we can't uh, <laughs> oh no yeah, no we have a, a dog park like uh, five minutes up the road from us now oh nice and we took him there this morning and um finley immediately every time gets drool on his own head and on every dog he comes into contact with. I mean, it's like, I've never seen this dog drool. But the second we get to the dog park, he's he's just dripping. It's like pouring out of his mouth. And then he just like goes up to a dog and then just like wipes his chin on the dog's head. And then the owners are looking at us like, dude, that, like, yeah, well, I I don't know what they want you to do. Like, like they're dogs. You're fine. You're yeah, okay. it's a dog okay. park. What do you expect? The dog's not going to come back totally clean. Oh, some <laughs> of the things that people say. We were there a couple weeks ago, and um, there's this older couple, and they had some shitty little dog, uh, <laughs> and they're doing their like loops around the dog park because like a walking path with like a big mm-hmm. grass patch in the middle. That's cute. Yeah, and um. I overheard this lady. She was like, all these people have their dogs off of their leash. That's I'm the like, point of a dog park. I'm like, it's a 
fucking dog park. What are you talking about? Like, I'm sorry. That'd be like if you went to Kroger and you're like, there's just so much food here. Like, that's what it is. That's why we're here. Oh, my God. I can't handle people. It's been... It's been tough to meet folks out here sure. because no one is – I'm hesitant to say no one's friendly because that's not <laughs> what I mean. Because, like, people are perfectly nice, but just given COVID, like, people aren't um, – Right, it's, like, approachable or – Yeah, yeah, that everyone's avoiding each other. Sure. So – that does make it really hard to make friends in a new place. Yeah. So, hence these podcasts. and I love it. I love it. And it's, all the distractions that yeah. we've, uh, we've given ourselves. <laughs> but It's a good way to stay in touch. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. why I've leaned into, uh, early in COVID, my friends offered, like, hey, do you want a D&D with us? And I had never thought of Dungeons & Dragons before as something I would ever do. Mm-hmm. And now it's something I look forward to every week because it is the one time I interact with people other than my dog right. and my husband. So nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean those um those like Jackbox party packs. <gasps> I love those. Those are great. Oh those God, are great. Yeah. We got to do that again. We do. It's been a while. It's been a yeah. long time. I love those things. They're fun. I've introduced so much of my family and friends to them, and they're like, "This is oh, really? so great." Because like Zooms are so awkward, even with your family or friends. It's just like a much clunkier way to interact with someone. And so right. having that as like a facilitator to like, just get everyone, I don't know, a conversational lubricant, if you will. Um, yeah. Gross, but I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are good. And, well, I want to just bring the reins back here and yes. talk about uh, <laughs> another childhood question for you. Paint me a picture of the of Carmen's family's dinner table what who's there what's on the table both like in terms of the food itself and like the the layout of it um yeah paint me a picture of that okay um I feel like this is a trickier one because we moved so much and my parents also went through like weird phases in their diets but as soon as you asked it I thought of my like elementary school grade home. So I will, I will use that one. Um, Go for it. the kitchen table was this really old, like home country kind of like look very like wooden, way too heavy. Um, looked like it fell out of like a, uh, what's the Andy Griffith show? That one looks like it fell out of that. Um, um, it would have dinner would consist because my dad was very conscious of his diet of like tilapia with nothing on it, like except lemon juice, which I hated. Um, some kind of wild rice, which would then be like all I ate for dinner because I hated the tilapia. And um, I don't know, like some vegetable like peas or corn or something like that. Um, and we would be forced to drink one cup of water before we were allowed to have soda, which I don't drink soda now as an adult, but at, at the time I drank a lot of Coca-Cola. Mm. Um, and we would usually, we wouldn't, we weren't like the family to set the table, nor were we the family to use napkins because apparently that was <laughs> too much work for me. <laughs> um, so we would just like dish up our plates in the kitchen 
bring them to the table and usually we would start eating before everyone was even like sitting down. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like we were not the kind that w- we tried to like say grace for a little while because my, my parents did have religious upbringings, but um, my siblings and I really didn't care. And I think when you, when they really got down to it, my parents didn't really care. It was just something they had done when they were younger. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my dad would always be, he would always work a little late. And so he'd always be a little late to dinner. And he thought it was rude if we would get up before he did after dinner. So we would just keep getting more food and pick at it slowly until he was done eating. Right. Um, and yeah, I would usually like either force feed myself the tilapia or try to like skate by and hope my mom didn't see that I didn't eat the meal, like the tilapia. And dessert would always be something like a Swiss cake roll. Like I loved those things when I was a kid. I was addicted to them. Uh, were you guys like yeah. uh, a dessert every night kind of family? No, no. We were rarely allowed to have dessert. Things like Swiss cake rolls were things that were like my mom's vice. So mm. if I saw her sneak one, I'd be like, ha 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 ha. Now, now we have to get them too. Um, and uh, so then she would let us have one. But it meant that sometimes she would go to put things away in the pantry because she had a walk-in pantry. And while in there, she would like hoover a Swiss cake roll so that we didn't <laughs> see her do it um but yeah no we were not shoving a cake roll in a whole cake roll down her mouth um (laughs) yeah mom what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um but no we were not allowed to have desserts we were not allowed to have like candy unless it was a special occasion um though we were allowed to have things like fruit roll-ups or stuff like that like as an after-school snack which now i feel like if, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, the people I hang out with, but I feel like that's such a faux pas these days. To be like, you feed your kids fruit roll-ups? Gas. It's so unhealthy. God, please. <laughs> I was a Gushers kid. <laughs> I loved Gushers. I wasn't I allowed to have time. Gushers often because I would eat them so fast. Right. Well, it didn't help when they, like, kind of melted together, so you just had one clump Yeah, it's of like, Gushers. well, I guess I have to eat eight at once now. Right. <laughs> They were all melted together. Do you remember those things? They were like little crackers that you would dunk in things. They were called dunkaroos. 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 You would. It was like these little long wafer type crackers, and you would dunk them in like what was essentially like vanilla icing or like chocolate icing with sprinkles all over it. And I think this was somehow sold as like a normal like cracker or like you know this is a normal like snack for kids to have during the day but it was like eating icing out of the jar it was disgusting <laughs> yeah no and i so I good. googled it this was uh not part of my childhood no it, they were terrible and i would definitely yeah. buy them if they still made them <laughs> sure. i my snacks were so my parents went through phases of mm-hmm. like we only have healthy snacks mm-hmm. but because we didn't finish the unhealthy snacks before we decided this, we just had both. So now I'm eating the unhealthy snacks, but I'm also eating the healthy snacks, which doesn't really do anything. Right. right? <laughs> You're just eating more. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I would have like, I'm going to have some of these veggie straws or whatever. Oh, veggie straws. They are good, to their credit. <laughs> but then I would also have like Nutella. So, okay. Like, what are we doing here? 
Of all the unhealthy snacks that you could think of, though, Nutella is, like, not the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. It is when you eat a whole jar by yourself in a week. (laughs) Okay, that is a little bad. A whole jar? Yeah. Oh, Justin. I would would make, like, a (laughs) Nutella sandwich, and I would need three glasses of milk because there was that much Nutella on the bread. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just, like, actually gasped. My jaw just dropped. Oh, my my God. I would have so much. Um, it It was... a problem. I didn't even um, discover Nutella until I was in college. I didn't know that oh, was really? a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a staple in our house. <laughs> and then another snack. My like my snacks in high school, like coming home from the bus, were just lazy. I didn't really I didn't want to put effort, <laughs> right? right? So I would just like dunk wheat thins in cream cheese cuz those are all, both things that were already done. Sounds like my and... snacks these days. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, my cream cheese wheat thins were were like S tier snack for me. And then I remember coming home from marching band. Uh, those little like toaster taquitos, like little taco Toast. roll up. Oh taco. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would rip through those. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. Like this Ew. serving was three. And I would have like eight. <laughs> well, here's my login. Oh, no. My thinking was, because I was a kid, and I was stupid. My thinking <laughs> was, it on, the calories only count if you have the full serving, right? So for okay. me, eight was only two servings. Was only was like, two servings. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I, it's hard for me to argue with that because as I was like dieting for the wedding, I was definitely doing something very similar where I'd be like, you know, 15 crackers is one serving. Okay. Well, if I have 18, that's basically still just one serving. Right. Yeah. But, but that over time added up to a lot more than one serving. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah. Do you remember, um, they still sell them. I think they were toaster strudels, but they, instead of being filled with jam, they were filled with like a cheesy egg it wasn't real eggs but like egg oh. mixture and you just put them in the toaster and you popped them out and it was like this eggs and bacon and cheese in a toaster thing and i it, ate it that was a toaster it, it was like a product oh toaster scramblers that's what they were called but it was basically toaster strudel without any icing or anything on it hmm. no and it was remember... really disgusting <laughs> it sounds not great um i remember like the breakfast hot pockets yeah yeah it was basically like those yeah it was basically those but you could put it in a toaster rather than the microwave Mm. because hot pockets had that like lethal like uh property where you would heat them up and then if you actually touched it within two minutes after heating it up you would get third degree burns all over your body i hated hot pockets and and when you're 13 and you just want to take a bite out of it (laughs) you and you feel like the ends of it, and you're like, "Oh, that's still it's fine. cold." Yeah. So <laughs> the middle's probably warm. No, 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 no. The middle is boiling lava. It's scalding hot. Yeah, boiling but the, lava. But, but the ends are frozen still. I, and, right. It was a the, very the, flawed the, product. <laughs> the hot pockets, like research and development team, needs to get back to work. I'm convinced they were actually torture devices. I would eat those and I would not be able to taste anything for the next week because 
Dumb Dumb Carmen, her instinct is, oh no, this is hot. It's burning my hand. If I take a bite out of it, then I won't have to hold as much of it. And and then I would just not be able to taste anything for a week because right. Dumb Dumb Carmen <laughs> ate something that she was aware was burning hot. <laughs> Kids are stupid. Kids are stupid. What I'm getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are stupid. <laughs> I remember kind of off branching off the kids are stupid but like not quite um <laughs> more in a kids are ridiculous sure uh, perspective also true i i was in the fourth grade and there was this math board game bear with me uh <laughs> math board game it was called math tivy t-i-v-i-t tivy and it was kind of like it was kind of like a chess kind of, or more like a checkers kind of deal but like you'd have to get your pieces to the opponent side and huh. the opponent side had equations and your pieces were numbers so you had to like oh, strategically gosh. calculate to get okay. to the highest like score sure. at the end of the game. okay and let me tell you something i was the best <laughs> at a little at little Ippolito Elementary School in Tampa, Florida, I was math TV <laughs> champion. And we went to, like, the county competition for it. And um, I I lost my first match. So I didn't advance <gasps> to the next round. Yes. And I was devastated. I, I spent the entire car ride home bawling in the back of my dad's minivan while now let me be clear it was like a team competition so my like partner uh i think her name was like emily or something um she was driving with us so she she won her game i lost the advancing for like both of us so she's now just in the car watching me cry while my dad (laughs) is like I don't know what to do with this guy. Like he's asking <laughs> this other little girl for parenting advice because his kid is a blubbering mess in the back of the car. Um, oh, no. I lost a, a math board game. I mean, you know what? Things uh, worse things have toppled empires. Smaller things have toppled empire. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad poor oh, yeah. old justin i was i was so competitive I was, <laughs> was? So competitive. was. Fair. Fair. <laughs> i i got in trouble i was third grade uh i was in this after school like program thing because mm-hmm. my mom was a teacher and still busy sure and um we played kickball and <laughs> i was pitching and I struck out this kid. And yeah. <laughs> I'm already imagining. Brag, right? <laughs> not to brag, but I struck him out. <laughs> and, uh, and he was visibly upset. Aww. And I was like eight. And I go, ha ha, idiot. Uh, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> which, when you're eight, like, that's the diss. This is 2003 elementary school playground. When you hear idiot. Like shit's real, and <laughs> I uh, I got very much in trouble. I was sent to the principal's office the next morning for calling this kid an idiot, and uh, I was like, <laughs> "But I struck him out. 
Like it's a game. Figure it out. And um, that, set, <laughs> that set me off on a very dangerous path. Uh, <laughs> vindictive uh, towards everyone all the time. Forever. <laughs> Just for your life. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's all kickball's fault. <laughs> It really is. It is. <laughs> there was in fourth grade also. I really hit my peak in the fourth grade is what I'm realizing. There was this uh, this other competition called Battle of the Books. If you were f- if that was in your neck of the Oh my gosh, school. yeah, Battle of the Books. You did that in elementary yeah. school? I didn't yeah. hear about that till middle school. Yeah, it's fourth grade. So we had to I don't know if it was the same for you. We had to read like twenty books. Yeah. And the competition would be like, they would read a sentence of the book and they'd be like, who was the author? And then it would be like a Jeopardy style, kind of like whoever gets it first. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was repping Ippolito Elementary. And (laughs) it's important to know that I transferred to Ippolito from Kingswood Elementary School. Okay, fact noted. Yeah, so my team, there's like four of us, I think, mm-hmm. uh, we're sitting there, and then the team to the right of us was Kingswood. So, yes. <laughs> now, some little shit on Kingswood's team was listening in to our huddle. Oh, no. And cheating. <laughs> And then he would tell his team the answer, which was always right, because I knew my shit. (laughs) And then, so they're getting all the questions right. And then we're on, like, the last question. We're, like, 9-0 and because we're the best. (laughs) I think we were, like, the Ippolito manatees. I don't know. Manatees. Such a flattering mascot. It's Florida. <laughs> half the schools were manatees, and the other half were offensive Native American pictures. <laughs> oh, God. And, and um, the last question comes, and I I knew the answer, but some other kid on my team was like, no, it's from this book. I'm telling you, I know it. And I got outvoted. And oh, no. In his answer, and it was wrong, but kingswood eavesdropper shithead was listening to me be like oh, nope no. it is this i swear answer they stole my answer gave it to my old team <laughs> and then they <laughs> win they won the county competition and then baby justin flipped a table i i cried i did oh yeah. that's so sweet I, I didn't handle losing well. <laughs> you know, but at least you didn't handle it by being a fourth grader that flips tables. You just cried. That's okay. I, I cried It's okay to be sad, baby Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad a lot because I was so competitive. Um, I was also sad because I overate myself into sickness a lot. That what? was a different, oh, a no. different kind of sad. Yeah, uh, that's a very you, painful sad. Ugh. Have you never heard the infamous Justin threw up everywhere stories. <laughs> I don't think I oh, have. Okay. Not They're... ringing any bells, and I feel like they would. <laughs> the main one I've shared on the podcast already, so I'll tell you offline. 
what had to do with throwing up in an Epcot. Um, and I'll, oh no, I do know that one. I do know that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> the other like second place throw up story was I was in third grade, and um, <laughs> I so I was a big kid, right? I'm still a pretty big kid. <laughs> My favorite uh, like food category on the little pyramid was cheese. Ooh, that's a good category oh, it, it, to this day it's still my my uh my favorite by that's far. a good category yeah and um so this one particular morning before school i made myself a bagel and i bagel, bagel with cream cheese and i was like hmm i want a slice of cheese on this too so i opened the little cheese drawer and i just I can't decide which slice of cheese yeah. I want on my bagel. And, yeah. Well, we had eight to choose from. Okay, that's a lot so of cheese. We were a very uh, a big variety of cheese house. And, I like that. I respect that. <laughs> um, and it was like a paralysis by analysis situation. So to just remove the decision-making process for me, I put all eight cheeses on my bagel. <laughs> oh my god! And well, it's important to note that there were two halves of the bagel, and I had all eight on both. So, okay, it makes it a little bit better that they were spread out a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> oh no 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 no! You're mishearing me. Oh I no! I had each of the eight <laughs> on both halves of the bagel. <laughs> How did you ever poop again? (laughs) Well, if you're, if you're intuitive enough to know why this is a throw up story, I didn't have the opportunity for, to block my system because after 16 slices of cheese, (laughs) I get to school and I'm sitting in my classroom and I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good. No, shocker. I know. And I just spew like a fire hydrant, just cheese vomit all over my classroom. Now, as you can imagine, as a big kid, I didn't, what's the word, chew much? So. There are just, just literal like, slices. Bite sizes <laughs> of cheese. Because I just bite and then I would like give it half a chew and then I'd muscle it down. So <laughs> it all came up and it was just like 16 slices of cheese presented <laughs> to my classmates. Oh, and man. <laughs> so I go to the nurse's office and like they call my parents to pick me up or whatever. And the poor janitor came by. And he didn't realize, at least I hope not, that I was in the nurse's office. But he comes in and he goes, oh, my God. There was so much cheese. (laughs) And then the nurse was like, keep your voice down. He's in the other room. Keep your voice down. (laughs) Right. And. He peeks through the door at me, and I'm laying. I heard his outburst, right? Oh, and I'm boy. laying there, and then he goes, "Yeah, that makes sense." Oh no! <laughs> it's so me. <mean. laughs> 
Yeah, that makes sense. My 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 kid life was a mix of highs and lows, <laughs> <laughs> and outs and ends. It would appear. Yeah, uh, I couldn't so I couldn't just coast. It was either <laughs> like really riding high, or like I was in a dark place. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't think I ever I never had like a vomit story at school, though I do have an instance where I ran into someone that was far taller than me and his tooth mm-hmm. like went into my forehead to the point what? that like, yeah. So he like, I was going to clean up the dodgeballs and he was coming back and he ran into me so hard that his front tooth like cut open my forehead. And oh my God. I didn't know what happened. I just saw like blood in front of my eyes. So I thought something had happened to my nose. Cause we ran into each other so hard that I was just right. like, I don't know. And so I, like, ran back to the nurse's room, holding my nose, like, oh, I'm bleeding, help me. And I sit in the nurse's room for, like, 20 minutes while my mom comes and everything. And she's, like, cleaned me up. And I still have not processed that it's not my nose that is hurt. It is my forehead. And, like, my mom's getting ready to take me to the ER because I need stitches. And she's like, Carmen, why are you holding your nose? I'm like, because it's broken. She's like, no, it's your forehead. um yeah so that's that's the most embarrassing gross story i have from school i never i don't think i ever puked everywhere in front of friends oh god you had a fortunate i did i was very privileged i've led a very kind life <laughs> god, i have one we have to start wrapping it up here that's okay uh, but we i have one more story for you that i think you'll appreciate um and in a lot of ways this is that kickball uh instance sure where i was where i was very mean to the other kid Mm -hmm. this was kind of like the universe getting revenge on me for that moment so (laughs) something important to know about me is as a kid i hated to go to the bathroom in public interesting i hated it i would not do it (laughs) so what would happen was i would hold it all day and then in the oh car ride home, I'd be like, I got to go. I got to go. Like, let's, let's pick this it. up. Come on. <laughs> right? Oh, I, I peed all over um, the backseat of my mom's Isuzu. <gasps> uh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And then there was one point. It was uh, seventh grade, I think. We did a trip to SeaWorld, right? Like the end of the trip. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, on the bus ride back i drank like two of the like um like the racetrack gas station like massive cups of like sprite or whatever it was oh sure yeah uh, it was all in all it was 128 ounces of fluid oh my god right so i uh i slurped that down my dad picks me up to drive me home and i'm like dad gun it we're five minutes away from the school like let's get this going and the speed limit on like the main roads 45 or something he goes 15 miles an hour and he is cackling that's so mean i'm like seriously dad please do you want me to pee all over your car (laughs) and then he this isn't even the kickball revenge we'll get to that here in a second uh he so off the main road we were living in cape coral florida at the time and 
the neighborhoods were just like mazes off the main road. So like to get off and I'm not joking or exaggerating in the slightest off the main road, you would turn right and then left and then left and then right and then right and then left. And then our house was on that street. Like it was ridiculous. (laughs) So he is, once we get off the main road, he is creeping down like the side roads and so just mean. laughing and like ah, you're not gonna pee and i'm like dad i am about to pop i just drank two gallons of liquid please dear god like help me just go and um <laughs> he i just i i bust i we're probably i don't know two roads away no. at this point i'm like i can't like i can feel it's the pressure happening. in yeah. in my eyes because it's like <laughs> built up more. and i just i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> soiling myself i'm 13 this is like devastating. Oh, no. and he looks at me he goes oh shit like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been telling you this the whole time like, i didn't know you were serious you why would it. i not why would I not be serious about this? What are you talking about? <laughs> so we get home. I'm drenched. Oh, and, no. And I was wearing jeans, so it did not feel good. <laughs> and my he picked me up in my mom's car, which was, at the time, a 2004 Buick Rendezvous. Mm. And the seats were leather, but it was like that i had like little holes for like yeah breathable to be porous yeah yeah so i peed into those pores that's great and then he goes you need to clean this up before your mom knows i'm like you did this to me right yeah i'm gonna say this is on you dad (laughs) so so then still soaked in my own pee i had to clean up that car what you didn't let me change awful He's like, mom can't know. Clean it. That's uh, fair. To be fair, if that had happened in my husband's car or something, I would have freaked out. So. Right. So, okay, that's fair. What does this have to do with kickball, Justin? Yeah. I'm glad you asked. So, <laughs> third grade, still in that after school, you know, program. Sure. And uh, we're playing kickball, and I have held it all day. It's probably like, I don't know, 3.30 at this point, which is basically like 11 p.m. in little kid time. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been holding it for, it feels like two weeks. Of course. And, <laughs> and we're playing kickball and I'm like not paying attention. I'm out in the outfield just kind of like trying not to piss myself. I know my mom's going to come pick me up soon. And this kid, different kid than the one I struck out. But this other kid, the universe decided to uh, bless him <laughs> with the power to kick the ball into the outfield and into my crotch no. really hard. So I, yeah, he, he kicks it, it bullets into Ooh. my crotch. And I just buckle down because I just got hit in the crotch. And then the floodgates lift. <laughs> And I just, I pissed all over over myself. And and, uh, I remember the, like, teacher 
uh-huh. uh, after school teacher was like, "Hey, you okay?" And I was just like, "Clearly not." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So what I ended up covered doing, in your own pants. Yeah. So what I did yeah. was like I tucked as much of my shorts like in between my legs, and then I clamped my legs and like penguin waddled all the way back into the school and then i just sat there pretending nothing happened um Aww. I mean, there's a giant i wore khakis to school because i was a cool kid and so there's this giant dark brown spot that's probably like eight inches wide and um so i just like shoved all as much material as i could uh, in between my legs, and then I just like clenched. And I, no one needs to know, <laughs> but everyone knew. I was gonna say, did you get away with it? No, you didn't get away no. with it. No, <laughs> no. The universe, universe made sure that we got even. <laughs> that is awesome and terrible. That's so sad. And did your mom like immediately know and give you hell for it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, I told her what happened, and I think she was just like, "Ugh, really?" Um, and then we drove home. <laughs> that was and, it. Like, eight-year-old silence. And, uh, <laughs> and I changed when I got home. I mean, it was just kind of like it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you already peed. There's nothing we can do. Right? right? Yeah. Already, it's, done. it's done. You've done it. Yeah, we're done. It's fine. Yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. <laughs> when it gets out. I am. Right. <laughs> That's a gross way to say it, but yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> so, but we got it. We got to wrap this up. Yes, um, yes. So, hang on. I'm gonna stop the recording here. Sure. But hang on because Sarah wants to say hi to you too. Yes, I love that. So, but yeah, thanks so much for uh, spending uh, 90 minutes with me. Um, <laughs> no, it's fun. The, I'm glad we got to. Uh, for those listening, uh, you can. Like, rate, subscribe, wherever you find your podcast, nose on the wall at gmail.com for any comments and, and feedback. Um, love to know what you guys think. Uh, and with that, thanks so much, Carmen. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Uh, quick, quick note it's nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com. I apparently forget my own email address. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Carmen and we'll see you in the next one.